Hey guys, we got a very exciting topic to discuss today. On episode 3, we're talking all things video games. What video games paved the way for the massive culture we have today? Are video games enriching our lives? How has gaming changed our world? We're going to talk about all of this today. Hello everyone, we are back and better than ever, and I am Ben, this is Heath, and we are the Betweeners here for today, our show, in between my hand-me-down video games. We're welcoming on our friends Fudge and Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds is a 10-year vet of the Masters League Call of Duty, I guess that's how you want me to introduce him, and then Fudge, uh, he pretty much told us he sucks at Call of Duty, so that brings his insight. We wanted to bring on the experts today for our video game podcast. Heath, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Really excited to talk about some video games uh, that we've played throughout our life and see how those video games have evolved over the the time period. Yeah, so we wanted to reminisce a little bit today on um, what basically video games meant to us. And as the betweeners, we think it's important that we had a stage where really in our lives, video games went from being a pretty... A pre-mortal thing into being you know the newest gen consoles that, that we see today and and really we've seen an explosion of graphics computing power and really everything in between so we think it's a great topic to talk about really the change that we've seen over the period of time so we'll go ahead and get into it mm-hmm. so um gentlemen my first question for us today is um, i want you to think about this both uh from the perspective of your childhood but then also now what are our favorite video games and what were our favorite video games and kind of talk back some of the first memories that we had of of playing a game so the the very first game i ever played was n64 uh the mario super what was it super mario 64 Uh, that was the first one i remember playing i played it with my sisters and that was just that's probably the most nostalgic game ever and when I was able to play it again, you know, when I was like 20 years old, it was pretty incredible. Uh, we played a lot of that and we played Smash Bros. Now, Super Mario 64, I definitely put a lot more time in. Um, there's so much as a kid I could not beat that I was able to as an adult. And it's so different going back and playing a game. And you're like, you oh, suck as a kid. Is- yeah, you, you absolutely suck as a kid. You're like, I have no idea what is going on. But then as an adult, you're like, man. Like I hardly even touched this game because you don't really get that far as a kid. No, uh, I totally agree. In fact, that's probably my first memory too. I didn't have a Nintendo, um, but my cousin did. And she let me play very sparingly when I went to visit her. So I really don't have a whole lot of, of memories of, of um, Super Mario like that, 64. But it was definitely the first game I remember playing. Uh, the first game I remember playing was uh, when I was probably – four or five years old we had a super nintendo and me and my dad would play mortal Kombat on that and he would absolutely beat me to death on there the og mortal Kombat games were like insanely fun but also like your first taste of violence really yeah i watched a documentary on mortal Kombat, and it, it, i didn't understand how much mortal Kombat really changed the whole video game experience because before mortal Kombat. Video games were really just like for kids. And then Mortal Kombat came out and it, it was very questionable. Like, should we be letting kids play this? This is an adult game. And then that's the first time adults got intro- introduced to video games on a kind of a normal basis. I mean, basically, it sounds like you're asking Heath, do video games make kids violent? Oh, let's not go down. Let's well, not go down. What is your answer? <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a violent person. But the first, I mean, my first video game memory, I can remember my dad uppercutting me off a bridge onto a bunch of spikes. So, yeah, sounds like it. It sounds like the answer is no. See, my my experience is a little different than most. I when I was a kid, I I mean, I dabbled with you know the PS One and stuff. I never I never did the N sixty four. I dabbled in the PS One a little bit, played it some. But I didn't really get into it, and it's actually kind of weird. I didn't really get into video games until. I started playing PS2, and the first thing that I really got into were baseball games. And it's kind of odd that um, it's kind of the opposite. I started playing baseball, and that made me play 
baseball games. And that's where I really started to get into stuff. No, I don't think that's totally, I mean, it's definitely different, but I don't think that is totally uncommon for what people see. I mean, sports video games were certainly probably some of the earlier ones I played. So I understand that. I, I think sports video games were actually much bigger back in that time uh, compared to like nowadays when you have like first person shooters and MMOs and, uh, you know, games like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the release of sports video games at the time were the video game market was, as you said, smaller. So it was just a lot different. Oh, so that makes me uh, remember NBA Street. Great I game. remember playing great that game. a lot. That was a that was, that was so fun to play. You just go yard on somebody on on whatever you were playing. I, you definitely you had to be playing volume two. Yep. Though. The first NBA Street. Doctor so. J. Doctor J was on the cover. Yeah, but you got to think though. This um, you got to think the reason they were so popular is because back then you didn't have online. Um, just the, the, the yeah, entire, I mean, there was the no... entire landscape of video games were all single player games, and and that was about all about all you had. You had single player and and sport. Well, if you think about it, when we were kids, I, I mean, I may just be speaking for myself, but most of the time, my parents, besides the one experience with Mortal Kombat and a couple of other games, they wouldn't let me play games that were rated T for teen yep. and mature. No, parents, yeah, they were really. Parents, uh, when we were kids, actually paid attention to the ratings, and they wouldn't let their kids play something that they shouldn't be playing. Right. That's why sports so, games I mean, are so big. Yep. And I think you both are right there. I think definitely the fact that um, you had to have a first-player-driven game that wouldn't get you bored, um, and we were probably a little too young to really understand full story arcs of some of the first-player games. So sports games appealed to us, um, and I definitely think that's it. But also, my parents were super strict about how violent the video games were, and which is going to get us into something else a little bit later uh, about just how strict they were, for sure. I can still remember to this day when I got the very first Halo. And even though I, I didn't even play it all that much, I mean, I just read the campaign, but I, I couldn't believe that my mom and dad let me get the Halo because I was maybe – yeah, 10, so, 11 years old. So when Xbox, the original Xbox comes out and you see the introduction of multiplayer, that's when you see that shift from first-person player-dominated games uh, turning to multiplayer co-op games such as Halo. Uh, pro- Halo probably was the very first one. I, I feel like I'm missing one, but I, I think Halo was the very first multiplayer. Uh, well, that, I don't know about that, but I was going to say, I think Halo is the single most important video game in the history of video games, or at least the most defining game. Mm. And I, I know that's going to bring up some debate because we have some Call of Duty fans in, in this pod. But I think this, I, I'm not even I, saying, I think, I I think that the single agree. player first Halo made first person shooters the most popular game. And truly they are still the most mainstream popular game that we have. And it changed the way people game um, in the mainstream, obviously. Yeah. And it's, it started yeah, and with I mean, the land Yes, party. I think that Call of Duty has absolutely surpassed what Halo has to offer. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think COD is. I, I think I'm not a big Counter-Strike fan, but Counter-Strike was. See, a game I don't even know what Counter-Strike Halo is. Was. And, oh, that's, you're right. That's the, that's and, probably. And, the and the we're first not just talking about game. first, first person shooter was actually Doom. I should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is correct. That is. So I know Doom. I don't know Counter Strike. I think that yes, they might have been first, but you have to take popularity into account. Like, as someone who was not a huge gamer until they got older, I knew Halo. I wanted to play Halo. I was jealous of people who were allowed to, and I couldn't. Versus, I Doom was super scary. I mean, it's still like I mean Doom. Doom, We were too. Doom was kind of. um, I feel like. Doom was a little before, yeah. It was a, it was a little before our time, a little a little more underground. I feel like. I, yes, and that's the reason why I think Halo is so important because Doom was a little underground when Halo and when Master Chief came onto the scene. I don't he even, was a. Celebrity. I feel like I mean Halo, he was the first the video original game Halo movie. was big, but I feel like when Halo Two come out, that was when Halo took took over for ten that years. That is correct. Halo Two came out. Um, that's what Halo 2 was on the 360. So you, you got to consider that's no, 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 Halo no, no. 2 and no, Call of Duty no, 4 wrong. came out you're around wrong. the Halo same time. I, if I'm not mistaken. Halo 3 come out for the 360 because 
because yeah, Halo when Three the, was three sixty. It was, it was a next sixty come out. That was when you had the huge jump into online gaming. You, you both of those had Wi-Fi cap- capabilities, so you could connect to the internet without shutting everybody in the house down off the internet, and you could play with your friends. That is right. That's I mean that's when know, everything became mainstream. Yeah, no, the 360 and PS4 was the first time where you're PS3. getting on internet gaming. PS3. I was just saying, yeah. So I said I said PS2. So, but it was the PS. So here's a little fun fact for you. So the the first large scale serial sessions using a computer. So that means a network online multiplayer was Star, and that was in 1975. And then that oh my God. that became like pretty pretty big in the 80s. So if we're being historical, it was Star that was based on Star Trek. And then another one called Ocean. Uh, Ocean is a battle using ships, submarines, and helicopters with players divided between two combating cities. And then the third other one was 1975's uh, Cave, which was based on Dungeons and Dragons, which we all know was a huge thing and still is a big thing today. I don't think history is the only thing that matters, though. I think that yeah, I the agree. way you look at something pop culture wise, you know, agreed. Just because it exists doesn't mean it truly yeah, reached well, a wild what, what, what was the player base on those 10 people, if that? I mean, but you, you can't ignore the historical part of it because that's what I mean, yeah, that, I it led the way. I mean, it started yeah. the entire thing. It might have been the first thing, but the, the games that really started everything, I agree, were, were when the, the generation of the Xbox 360 and the PS3 came out. That's when yeah. the integration of online gaming started and it became pop culture became a huge thing in every kid's life at the time. Yeah, there's there's no when the Xbox that. 360 just... come out, it changed the complete it changed everything because you could join parties with people and your friends and you didn't have to play the same game, but you could still talk to each other. And that was when yeah that was when video games it was like being took in a off. phone call. I remember the first time I saw a 360 commercial, it was like three dudes sitting on their couch at home. And they were wearing a headset and they were talking, but it, it, the commercial submerged them in the gameplay. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I knew I had to be a part of that. So I kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, my, my parents were not only strict, they're kind of backwards about this stuff. And so um, I had a GameCube as my first ever video game. And I pretty much played exclusively Nintendo content, which you know is going to be super juvenile. I was playing like yeah. just Mario, just like your basic Nintendo Japanese stuff, with the exception of Star yeah. Wars, until the PS3. And when I, or no, I'm sorry, I got, I don't have a PS3, I had an Xbox 360. Um, and I got that, and I got Halo 3 as my first game on that. And it totally changed, I mean, the way I played games. I had, um, I started out with the Super Nintendo, and I really, I was too young to really consistently play it a lot. Then I got a PlayStation 1, yeah, and I would play a little more. But when I got a PlayStation 2, that was when I dove in headfirst, and I played games consistently, and I've played them consistently for 20 years now. I mean, my whole experience <laughs> is so delayed versus other people's. Like, but I was playing a, a GameCube, which was the crappiest probably system, period, Uh for way longer than everybody else. I mean, Xbox and PlayStation had taken over, and I was still playing Nintendo. I mean, I kind of relate to that I think- because I never had my own console until I had a 360. But before I was yeah. playing PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PS3, but it was always at a friend's house or uh, something like that. And like we were talking earlier, like the biggest, some of the first games I remember outside of the Super Mario was like, on PS2 with Crazy Simpsons, Crazy Taxi, and then yeah, I played and then San you Andreas. Talk, you're talking about hitting Simpsons, hitting run. Yeah, that's what it was, dude. Absolute. That, that was the was first game yeah, it was I awesome. ever. It felt was like GTA for Simpsons. I felt we were, the dopamine we were too release. Young. We were too young to be playing Simpsons, hit and run. It was the best game ever. But I love it. It was time, so good. It molded everybody for yeah. GTA. It was molding young children. For GTA, as soon as they turned out, and then that was the old. next game I, was, I started playing with San Andreas, so that that worked. Grant, I pl- I was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City when I was seven years old. Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> uh, my older cousin let me borrow it 
and I borrowed it for like six months. I, I see a seven-year-old fudge like <laughs> picking up hookers and robbing banks and like like just no, crashing planes was, and so. I seven-year-old fudge really just liked to go steal motorcycles and hit the jumps. <laughs> yeah, <That's laughs> or hit people or hit people with baseball bats. I was too young to to understand the process of hookers. Grand Theft Auto taught me to drive. You need that's what's wrong with you right now. <laughs> so so then so we get these new consoles come out and they everybody the online thing explodes. And I don't know about your all's experience, but that's when I became absolutely addicted. Yeah. Absolutely addicted. I mean, I quit baseball on the spot, started playing eight hours a day. I was 13 years old. I mean, didn't want to shower. I, think, I mean, I it, was, we, really, it was really I think bad. we all became addicted at that time. I can't speak for Ben because we hadn't met Ben at that time. But when Modern Warfare 2 came out, that was Modern the time. Warfare 2 was the game that changed we all were of our in, lives. We were in eighth grade, and I, we may have been in seventh grade. I can't. It was seventh or eighth grade. Seventh. It was seventh grade. I vividly remember. Being in the classroom and half my class didn't show up yes. to school the next day. And I was and pissed. we none of us went to I was school. Envious. And when we got to school, all we talked about all day long was Modern Warfare 2. We got home, we got on Modern Warfare 2. We played it until we went to sleep. We woke up and we repeated the cycle for a year. All yeah. we talked about was Modern Warfare 2 and playing it for a year that's all we done there's no doubt that modern warfare 2 was the game that hit probably our between generation the hardest because like fudge said every one of us no matter what you who you were you were playing it as a mid-20s young male i can pretty confidently say probably 80 percent of mid-20s absolutely i would i mean yeah I, so I don't know if I wasn't allowed, if I just wasn't able. I did not play online until I was probably much later in high school, probably like a junior or senior. And by that time, like I really didn't play much at all. So I, I kind of regret sometimes because I don't have like the memories of everybody being on the party playing, doing those things. Um, I, I don't know what happened, but even as someone who did not play any online video games, I would literally play the campaign of MW2 over and over and over and over. <laughs> I just played these. Then was a super thing. nerdy kid just playing the campaign. Like, man, this is a really yeah. good game. Yeah, I, I was like, oh my god, it's maybe I can beat it <laughs> on home. Yeah, that's what I would do. I, I would just go. I like, can't wait to throw that knife through his eye. <laughs> yeah, just literally, I would just play it over and over and over like, for hours. To be fair, Modern Warfare Two had a great campaign. Um, it did. So I, that was the first video game I ever cried in during the campaign. <laughs> Are you talking about? Oh, I mean, every single when when they kill Roach, ain't that his name in that game? Is it Roach or is it Soap? I think it's oh, Soap. Soap dies in MW3. I get Soap, I Ghost, soap. and Roach mixed up. It may it may be Ghost. He, well, he kills one, one of them. one of those three. He kill, the guy with the white mustache. It, well, I he kills him and they throw him in a pile and burn him. Yep. 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 So what, was, they all he was supposedly dying, your I'm team. Sure they died different. They died like, different. Like times. I was saying earlier, I never had a console until I got the 360. So I was playing uh, friends consoles up until uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare came out, which groomed me for the, to it really set the addiction in. And then when Modern Warfare 2 came out, that is when I got the console, I got the game, and from there it was the gates were open, hell was released, and that, that's the rest of my life right there. Well well I don't I don't want to sit here and talk about it like like they are so addictive and a, a bad thing because I I feel like I've at the very minimum gotten closer with a couple people yeah, on, like from, yes. from games. Yes. People in real life I've gotten closer with on Xbox, not to mention the people that I've met on I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I have yeah. uh Right now, I mean, I, I still play games every day. And right now, I talk to certain friends every day. I talk to them. And it's just because of video games that I talk to them. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. agree that that video games have really shaped our generation because of the social aspect that the online multiplayer has offered for all of us. And I think maybe that it probably was frowned upon, but then we went through a pandemic last year and everybody's locked in and, and the only thing we have are video games. So now I think, I think that derogatory uh, connotation to video games is going to start changing and it already has. I think video games are a good thing and they're they're here to stay for a long time. I think the connotation's been I agree. For a I long think it's time. been probably I, I think yeah, Years. I think that it, the pushback on that was because and I'm not saying that necessarily seventh grade us playing 24-7 was bad, but I think that parents sort of freaked out when their kids literally spent because it was, hours, yeah, it was new, it was new no, and they were spending eight hours a day on something. Now the the parents that are parents now, they're the ones that grew up with Mortal Kombat and Doom, and they they weren't the parents that grew up with nothing, you know. So they they I mean, were they introduced would, yeah. to it with the early games, and then it, it just kind of molded and became what it is now. They probably would have been playing Modern Warfare. Oh yeah, most most yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to think. At least when we were in when we were playing Modern Warfare Two, we wasn't just playing with kids our age. We were playing with teachers at our school. Yeah. Shout out to Zach Nolan. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Mister Nolan. How does your video game experience change? We've kind of already hit on it. So you go from playing very elementary games to basically living and dying by the first person shooter. Um, how has it changed today? Are you are we still just playing first person shooters, or has the experience changed? No, no. Well, well, here's here, here's the big change. Here's the big change, and this happened in the last maybe five years. You had the first thing that came out was H1Z1, which oh was my gosh, exclusive so many PC. good memories about yes. that game, and and that that ushered in the genre of battle royale, which is completely swallowed the entire. And video you cannot game bring up battle royale without introducing the inception of twitch and the live streaming of video games and the market yeah the well, market that's when everything that it's become up. so yeah. and you know. when when the battle royale games come out that was when you seen the competition aspect of the online gaming community expand to the world it is today where you can win a Fortnite tournament and win a million dollars yeah where esports e are now a, yeah. a talked about topic Super mainstream. Esports e have, uh, you know, they've been around for probably a couple, at least a decade or two, but now they are considered a mainstream sport and they gross millions of dollars. You can watch esports on ESPN. I've watched, I've watched them play Rocket League on ESPN. The University of Kentucky has an entire esports facility. You can get, I don't know, well, I would assume if they have a facility, you can get scholarships. I mean, I know you can. I don't know if you can get it to the University of Kentucky specifically. I don't know how that, how would that work? Do they have scouts on the games? I have hey, no clue. Hey, buddy, are you a senior I have in no school? Clue. Do you want to come play for the Cats? <laughs> I, might, I, might need, I might need to see if they got a COD team, boys. Never All right, so uh, Dalton brought up a really good topic. I want to elaborate on it. So he said uh, colleges are now offering esports uh, programs, and there are some that actually offer scholarships. So a couple of those are Ashland University, that's located in Ashland uh, City, Ohio, Boise State University. They offer esports scholarships as well as Columbia College, Hawaii Pacific, Kent State, Miami, Robert Morris, uh, Shriner University. University of Akron, University of Pikeville, Kentucky, University of Utah, Go Bears. Uh, California, Berkeley, California, Irvine, WKU, Go Big Red, and uh, West Virginia, Wesleyan College. Well, aren't most of those universities only playing, um, isn't it called League of Legends? Yes, that, that, yeah, is, that's a, big that one. is probably the one they're playing. So there's a specific game that the universities are just like kind of they're, they're most of those. Most of those are either they're either playing League of Legends or Rocket League. That, yeah, or, or, or Dota. Dota. That's another big. One. Uh, I've not played. I've I know played it's, it, but I know it's. I've big. never played it either. Is that an RPG? I th uh, yeah, I think it's similar it's, to League. I think it's more. It's like a cross between League of Legends and World of Warcraft. Not not my yeah. area of expertise. Are any of you guys familiar with League and the uh, how League evolved from what it was it um, Star Starcraft? No, <laughs> no. I know basically I Korean people will die playing. They will literally die before they quit playing League of Legends. 
no no knowledge on, on no that. but i do I've, not I've uh, never even played the game so no i haven't either yeah yeah i am a such a different video game player than you guys though like my the way i play i play a lot but i don't play anything like you guys or anything similar to what you guys i feel play. like i'm a pretty 50 50 split i love first person shooters but i also really like rpgs but to be to be honest, there's only one MMORPG that I've ever really fallen in love with, been addicted to, and have spent probably two years of my life playing, and that that was RuneScape. It's one of the oldest games out, and it, it's just one of those. And it, it was one of the first that ever offered that uh, MMORPG experience with a, a, a massive multiplayer online game, uh, just like Warcraft. We have a similar experience, all of us, but completely different at the same time. You have Ben, who's basically only played single player games his entire mm-hmm. life. You have Heath and Fudge, who are both kind of 50 50 splits. And then you have me, who is just about strictly, like, strictly first person shooter and more specifically competitive first person shooters. I actually, I'm, I'm more of a 75 25. I play a lot of first person shooters. <laughs> I've bought every Call of Duty that's ever come out. What are you playing and right now, Fudge? I'm actually playing Destiny 2 right now. Yeah. And it's a it's actually a it's like me. It's a cross between a single player game, co-op, campaigns and then you have the multiplayer aspect that you can play it as well. I for me, I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg situation. I don't know if I didn't play many first-person shooters because I was bad at them or I am bad at them because I did not play first-person shooters. But, I mean, watching me try to play Call of Duty is actually comical. I mean, Dalton laughs, Dalton laughs hysterically. Like, I, it's fun. It's Agreed. Funny, but I can't play for very long because I am so terrible that it, it isn't even really fun. Well, I think that's a good point. I think, um, are you good because you play a lot, or are you good because yeah, I've you're naturally always, good? I always think wondered. A, I think that's a good topic. You know, it's almost like, and I think it's almost like sports. Like, and I, I, I'm on the side of it's like sports. You're if you play a lot of basketball, you're not going to be LeBron James. Yeah, I think if you play a lot of Call of Duty, are you going to be a pro Call of Duty player? I I don't think so. And and a lot of people and a lot of old. A, a lot of people that don't know anything about it just think if you're good at something, it's yeah, no, a video game because you play all the time. Uh, I, taking I a step from amateur to professional esports, uh, you have to have some just natural talent. Uh, you, you can practice all you want, but at, at some point, talent does uh, play a part because you, you're playing with a lot of fine motor uh, like movements and not everybody has really good fine motor movements like you you can some people do and some people just have you know a moderate normal i think it's a mix i think it's a mixture of both i think that dalton dalton's one of the best call of duty players i know and he probably is the best now there was a, a time he wasn't the best but there's 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 one i think that we that's grew up that's with false. Would have given Yeah, and he. Uh, but I think that Reynolds is so good at Call of Duty now because he was gifted with fine motor skills, like he said. But it also helps the fact that he has played Call of Duty for ten years and practiced and honed his and skills. Not stopped. It's never stopped. Agreed. And, you know, with Call of Duty. And Reynolds can back me up on this. There's a strategy to how you have to go about playing to be good. I think another thing when it comes to like high level esports, you have to be able to not only do you have to be good mechanically, but you have to be able to your brain has to be able to multitask so quick. You have to have quick decision making on the snap of a thumb. You know what I mean? You got to know what to do at the right time to be good. You also have to be able to predict what the other player is going to do. Yes. Which can be hard. No. Now, that's a reason that I love. Pre- that prediction is not a that, that, I agree. Ability. No, that, time, is, that comes from That comes from practice. Yeah. Which is which is why I like MMOs. I hate MMOs, Heath. I don't see how you play them. The reason I like RPGs is because, you know, most of the time you're fighting an NPC. 
I don't have to predict what that thing's going to do. I already know what it's going to do because it, it has a code that it's going to follow every time. So I'm I'm a I'm pretty basic. The reason why I don't like MMOs though is because there's a grind element to them, and I don't yeah. like the grind. I like the instant gratification that an RPG would offer that MMO does not. Because like I love Elder Scrolls, I love um, Oblivion, I love Skyrim. I every I play it. It's probably probably one of my favorite video games, if not my favorite ever. But I did not like Elder Scrolls Online, and I tried to like it. I, I wanted to like it, but I did not want to. Oh, I mean, that, maybe it's because it was a bad game. That's, that's only that's why you didn't like it. It was it was awful. It, it's the it's the delayed gratification. You you play the game, you work hard for something, then you achieve it, and then there's a there's a good a solid rush of serotonin and dopamine, and it just feels good to achieve it, and then boom, you're on to the next thing, the next grind. It just feels that's, good to know you've worked so hard for something and then you've got that. It. That's why I've been trying to get you to play Destiny 2. I think I would like Destiny 2. I, you, I'm, going through really, a, I'm going through a season right now where I'm just kind of like really into RootScape again. It happens like every year or two. I'll just really get into it and then I'll I'll play for like six months and then I kind of die out and then I go back to consoles. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a transition stage right now with what I'm playing. I actually only have a, a – I get hooked on a game and play it nonstop for, you know, a hundred hours. And then I, I pick something different. So I don't really have anything right now. I, I kind of was playing Assassin's Creed, um, uh, Valhalla, played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, both of those. I put a lot of hours in, I guess I'm on like some Civ right now, like Civ, uh, Civ six, but you know, I'm not really on anything specific right now. So Ben is very characterized as the solo oh, yeah. RPG. I player. play not the not the MMO. I play RPGs, exclusively the RPGs until until a Civ Six strategy game. It's totally different than what I ever played, but it is definitely a single player driven game. But I play with the exception of I will like every once in a while pick up like every three or four years I'll get the new Madden. Um, but I other than that play exclusively RPGs, and that's it. Ben also doesn't. He has when Ben plays video games, he doesn't have any social. <laughs> no, I, solitary. He does. He, <laughs> He don't he he's he's a solitary man. Yeah, he gets on there and he don't, I'm the same he don't way. even get. A, I'm the same way. He don't even escape. get in a he don't even get in a party and talk. Well, I want. I like the game for like, and this is so different. I like the game for the story. I like the game for the lore. You know, I get into those aspects more. Video games have never been social for me. They, I don't know. It, it, my gaming is probably very unlike. It's a, a decompress. People. It's a decompress for yeah. you. It, it is decompression. And I can respect that. I, there's some days where I just, I'll get home from work and I'll get on COD and just, and I'll just play by myself and just. Is it not hard? Not, and just absolutely it's... dominate the lobby. Well, is it not hard to decompress at all because it is so competitive? I mean, you're constantly living or dying literally on COD. The, the thing is, is you, you zone out of the real world and you get into this new world and Whatever happened today at work, it doesn't matter anymore because you have one objective. And it's but yeah, but so it doesn't add stress to That's you though, a, like when you're in like a first-person shooter lobby and you're trying to kill somebody. It's a different kind of stress, I would say. I use, I, I mean, I use video games as a decompression, like you all were saying. But for it, for me to decompress, I have to be online and I have to be talking to people. And it just relaxes me that I'm sitting there talking to my friends. I don't have to worry about what's going on at work. I don't, the only thing I have to worry about is what <laughs> food I'm going to eat that yeah. night. Absolutely. Is, and that's the, and it, I escape from reality and it's beautiful. So when that's I, when, when I go through my runescape phases, I'm, have you guys seen the, the South park? I'm sure everybody's seen it. The South park. Yep. We're playing <laughs> one of the funniest episodes. Like extremely ahead. addictive. Car- Carbon's like, mom, <laughs> mom, I gotta go. Let me tell it, mom. And she, uh, she she brings the bedpan and he absolutely blows his back out. That that's probably me and Ben when we really get into these video games. It's it's absolute solitary confinement. Well, Curtains Civ closed. has been bad about that because Civ has this like addictive. I, I, you, are you guys familiar with Civilization as a game? No. I know I know no. that Mark Zuckerberg really likes Civilization. But so it that, is I don't like. The, the it is a super <laughs> and I in a haven't played online yet because I'm nervous about getting destroyed but it is like um, a strategy game that requires like a ton of thought and planning like a ton 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 and it has a very addictive like gotta get one more turn let me see if I can get this up here like let me get this done um, but it is 
it is a unique game for me. But I just didn't know, like, when I do that, I get addicted. But just playing, like, my RPGs, I, I don't necessarily really get addicted, addicted. I just, you know, kind of just play. And then- Let me ask you this, boys. Speaking on decompression, when you guys game, I know you guys have significant – well, Heath and Ben have significant others. Me and Fudge are complete degenerates. Do you guys game with your significant other around you, or do they give you space? Because I know for me personally, if I have anybody even in the room with me, I don't. I don't like to play. Um. So I I can play if there's people in the room. Um. I I can, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm playing and there's people in the room, I'm probably <laughs> ignoring the people in the room. Um. I don't have the ability to multitask yeah. and play a game and talk to somebody. That to me is a little uh, very rarely will she be in the room. And I think that's I like the alone time. Like it's one of the few times I get any alone time at all is I can go and play the game. And like I think that you need that. Like you need alone time, it, it, some sort of hobby that gives you an escape or something. Ag- on your own. Ag- agreed. I think it's good. You know, I when I when I play and I have somebody in the party with me or in the Discord call with me. And their woman is sitting there complaining, like, "Oh, it's so bad! It's I can't so stand bad it. when their woman is oh, sitting there complaining." It. I want to, I want to jump through the headset and break <laughs> up the wall. Well, I had a, I dated a girl once who would not let me play video games, and it was, it was terrible. So we were just talking about our own uh, anecdotal uh, stress relief, uh, but there is some evidence that suggests that video games do help relieve stress. So very has published an article on how video games really uh, relieve stress. And they acknowledge that video games help with emotional awareness and coping skills. They help handle negative emotions. They help with personal coping strategies. And like we didn't know, they help with problem solving. So th- those are really big uh, things that help us in our adult life when we're working, you know, just dealing with the crap that goes on every day. So video games are good. And some of the RPGs I play, I'm not really into some of the role playing that some people do. Um, Some people really get into the roles, but a part of me does almost um, project some of what is going on in the game on like, huh, you know, that's, this is life. And I think that is also helpful with the, the stress relief and the coping mechanisms you're talking about, Heath. For sure. There are times where I have definitely used video games as a coping mechanism. Uh, You know, sometimes exercise doesn't do it. And there's definitely unhealthy outlets for stress that we shouldn't go into or you shouldn't get into. And I think uh, video games are definitely a better option than turning to, you know, those other uh, substances. There's been times when uh, in my life where I've been, very depressed and the only one of the only ways that I could escape the depression was to just escape reality completely and go play a video game. I think so many people can relate to that. And the, and when I would, as soon as I'd cut the game off that it would be right back, but that was, I've coped with depression for years by playing video. A a game like that. It was like that for me was uh, red day redemption Two. I mean, Literally, because in Red Dead, you can be a whole different life almost. And you're seeing like, you know, when you're not when you're kind of down on your luck or whatever, this game like totally was able to take that away. There was like an artificial loneliness that I enjoyed when it comes to Red Dead Redemption 2 that I think really helped alleviate some of that depression. Something I'll say is just how you you brought up Red Dead Redemption with for coping isn't it extremely cool how we can take a certain video game and it takes us back when we play it to a time in our life that was and it mm-hmm. reminds us of the good things or, or the things going on in that time period i just think it's really cool how with video games we can just kind of teleport back in time and and not just distract ourselves from the present the first uh the first red dead redemption does that for me because the um when I played, I went back and played it like two years ago. And when I done it, I automatically had the instant flashback of when me and Devin would sit and play it at my house after school. And that was, uh, yeah, that was a good, a good memory. It gives you ability to, to reflect well, yeah. in positive ways, especially, you know, with that, that relationship. So, and the thing is, is when, when you talk about memories with any video game, 
it's always a good memory. You never talk. You, you can't even that name that memory. That is very true. Games because video games are are overwhelmingly positive in our lives. There's not a video game where you say, "Man, I just really." this made me a bad person yeah. or this, this made me hate myself or this made me hate so-and-so this video game really made me happy. And this is what it helped me achieve. And, and I, I really appreciate thing, this game. The, that makes me think all the years of me playing and getting absolutely flamed in, in game chats by random people. Like at the <laughs> moment I was just seeing red. But now that now it's like hilarious. It's hilarious. You're you're getting called, you know, explicit oh, yeah. left and right, and it, squeaker. It upsets you. Squeaker was a good one. And you're going through puberty, and you're you're on your. First I'm not gonna Xbox lie, boys. I I think it's. I don't know about you guys, but I think it toughened me up. Not gonna. Lie, I swear to God. Yeah. I, it's 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 probably pretty good for us, you know. That's just you know my thought. There's no evidence that suggests that, but I think I think you're right. It probably helped with some social awareness and development. Nobody is going to talk to you as bad in person as somebody that you don't know. Do you think that's bad that you can hide behind like the screen? Um, I think that's just the world today. I think it's that, just the I internet. Mean, if you think about. It, Kids today hide behind the screen, and, bu- and it's like cyberbullying took off when we were kids, and we didn't. Yeah, I mean, but like, isn't that a isn't a bad thing that it makes you like? Some people, like Dalton said, it toughened up. Like some people might, like, literally not get toughened up and be like really like. What do you think? Is that, are you say, are you asking? Do you think it's a it's a bad thing because of the anonymity? A not, I don't even know how to say that. Anonymity. Yeah, like yeah. you can like literally call someone any name in the world and not feel remorseful for it because you might not even know them and like you have no idea how they're feeling, like what's going on. Like you're you're basically bullying someone and like yeah, like Dolly's saying, like he saw red and like got over it and kind of got tough and is laughing about it now. But like it gives people the ability to say things that socially are very unacceptable. And I just wondered if you guys thought it was like, so I'm going to argue and say that it's not the video game itself. It's the platform. It's just, yeah, that's what I said. It's just the internet. So like it's Xbox, it's Facebook, it's uh, Twitter. It's, it's not call of duty, modern warfare Two. It's not, uh, Destiny 2 that's causing the problem. It's, just the, it's, it's the platform. And unfortunately, you're going to have that problem with any platform that you develop. There, there's always going to be that anonymity that's there that helps protect people that want to be uh, making poor decisions and, and behaving extremely odd. Well, not, they have no repercussions. You know. Yeah, there's, there's no re- repercussions to it. So that's, that's the reason. So that's, that, uh, that's always going to have the, the repercussions now have gotten to a place where it's getting better. I mean, yes, all the person has to do is just make another account. And if they get reported and they can start over and do it again, but eventually you're going to get tired of making new accounts and you're going to feel responsible. Well, I mean, I think as with the coming years, you're going to see a lot more, IP bans to where if you say something out of line, the developer is going to ban you from your IP address, not just ban your account. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you just, just, I mean, in the last 10 years, you would hear the N word on MW2 constant. Yeah. It was everyone's number one insult was the N word. You go into Call of Duty now, you don't hear it as much. I would say a drastic difference. I mean, I don't play on there a lot. You mentioned the N-word, Fudge. Is that just because in society we use it less? Like, what about, like, homophobic slurs? Are those still as common or are those being reduced too? I feel like naturally as society becomes more aware that it will slowly reduce. So I would say it probably has reduced. I, I would say that the homophobic slurs have okay have decreased as well because ten years because ten years ago I, I myself didn't think a homophobic a homophobic slur that's was true right. too I just didn't know if the yeah. events of twenty twenty uh, and the racial tensions that America had made everyone more conscious about using a racial slur whereas we really haven't had that in some other contexts and I didn't know if that was the cause. I don't think it was just 2020. I think it's just that over the last decade, 
as uh, Americans and people in the world become more socially aware, we're just we're naturally becoming better people. I, I really think that's just happening over the time period. I don't think it has anything to do with what happened in 2020. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it has anything to do with. I mean, what happened in 2020? Obviously, it shined a lot of light to the the entire thing, but I, I think we were still heading in a positive direction before this. I mean, ten years ago, the N word yeah. was still bad. I mean, everybody looked. Everybody frowned upon it then too. So, I don't think that the what happened last year had any effect. I think that society is just getting better when it comes to racism and. Sexism, I guess that's what you call it, or homophobia. Well, before we get too um, political over video games, boys, uh, I don't want to add politics to my one love in life, video games. Um, where do you guys think, because we kind of, when in the past five years, video games have become actually mainstream. Um, when I was in high school, I was a closet nerd. I didn't want people to know that I gamed. Where do you guys where do you guys think in the coming years they will how it will affect culture for kids growing up now? So remember in back in the day when you had jocks and athletes, I, I think we're gonna get to a point to where the best video gamers are gonna be the ones pulling the chicks. Surely not. I don't think it's gonna go that far. I don't That's either. a hot take. I don't either. Maybe not with the women, but their social standard in school will be a whole well, and I think I think it may be doing that now. I don't know though. Ben may know more where he's in the school setting every day. Where you got a kid that sucks at football or don't even play football, you say, but he's the best Fortnite player in the school. It's Everybody's already like it. Is he getting it's clout? Like he gets clout. Is 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 he is he in a higher yeah. social standing because he he'll work you on the yeah. On the oh, it is or what? because he'll box he'll box you. It, in it is a hundred percent. Like if you are good at Fortnite, you are instantly like people are like, oh, that's like he's so good at Fortnite. Ah oh, man, I should have been born ten years later. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and, and I just think it's because there still was like Don was saying, kind of like the oh, nerd, like you know, screw that guy, he's a loser, put him in a trash can. Now every male yeah. plays and video games. I think we're all very period. proud. Of and so game. if you were good, you Before, were added we to the probably were not. Yeah, like if you were good, you were added to the top social standard. The thing, the thing is, when we were growing up, everybody played video games. If they come out and said they played video games, was the and, point? It was the and then when MW two came out, Modern Warfare two came out, and everybody was playing it. It was only cool to play first person shooters. If you were still playing RPGs, you're still a nerd. It's only cool to play. Yeah. Those. Now we're getting into a time where it's it doesn't matter what video game you're you're playing. It, it's cool. You know, we dig it. I'm still going to give you a hard time for playing RuneScape. RuneScape is OG, bro. Let me put it Always into perspective, boys. When I w- – I think I was in high school. Or no, it was my freshman year of college. I won a Call of Duty tournament, and I had an actual physical check sent to me from – it says on the check, it says Major League Gaming, and it says my name. It was like a $110 check or something. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. However, I would have never in a million years wanted to show that to anybody that I knew, especially people that I knew from high school. So that that just shows how much has changed. Getting paid to play video games, that whether it's 10 cents or $10 million, that qualifies you as a professional gamer because the definition of a professional is being paid for doing something. So you were a professional gamer getting paid to do it and you still didn't want to uh, come out. But now, obviously, it's like like it's, it's no big deal. Everybody loves playing video games. It's really weird if you don't like playing video games. Do you, do you think that everybody loves playing video games now because of the chance that you can make it big? And I think playing? that's a good point. I think, but, I think point. it plays into I think, it, but video games still are. I like, think that the point when parents, our parents didn't want us to sit and play video games all day. Do you think that the parents now realize that maybe if I let him sit there and play video games, he could be a millionaire? Yeah, they're That's like a good kicking point. themselves in the, in the butt. Because That's a good they, point. <laughs> they didn't let their kid play 14 hours a day I, with Call of Duty. I'm shaking my fist at my parents for taking my console away from me for six months 
I could have been James on, and Liza. I could have been playing on main stage. You giving it government names? Yeah, that was uncalled people? for. Come on, come on, dog. Kanye. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's already. She was name dropped in the first episode. I think I've got a hot. Before we uh, doing, I want to give a hot take. All right. On, I think I'm the biggest video game in our lifetime. I don't think it is Modern Warfare Two. What is it? I think the most influential, the biggest video game. Can I can I take a guess? Is Fortnite for, is. I agree. It's Fortnite. Agree. It's Fortnite. I think it's the biggest video it game is. of all it time. Is. No, no. So I, I, I accept your hot take. I take it that it's a hot take. That's your take. Here's Heath's hot take. The best video game of our life was Not Halo best, because biggest, big, the biggest. Yeah, sorry. Biggest. The best. If I called Halo the best, that would be wrong. The biggest video game for us is Halo because the Halo series started this entire explosion of pop culture. And, and the video game atmosphere that we have now. So we have we have Microsoft to thank for that, for bringing out and starting the massive multiplayer online stuff through consoles. You can you can thank you can thank Halo for the massive multiplayer experience there is now, but you can thank Fortnite for the massive popularity of the Twitch. massive battle royale. I don't think you can compare the two though. You can you can thank the battle royale. You can thank it for the competitive, the esports, the money, play, which allowed you to play with your friends on any system, and that is a staple on any game. That's nowadays. huge. As no, far as as far as monetization goes, it's definitely Fortnite. I play on a PC now. I can play with Fudge. That's a big. I can thing. play with my buddy Justin, who plays on a PlayStation Four. I can play with anybody I want to because crossplay now. Because before it was very exclusive. You had you had Nintendo, you had PlayStation, you had Xbox, but they never came together. And then you get got the cross platform now, and it's just. I taken just over think that Fudge, though, like I would agree that Fortnite is got to be considered a, a landscape changing game, but it's so hard to compare. Like they're comparing apples to oranges, comparing Fortnite to Halo, because life is not the same as it was in 2014, and it sure as heck not the same as it was in 2004. I mean, because the way technology, like, you're like, oh, Twitch blew up because of Fortnite. Well, there was nothing even, like, Twitch wasn't even thought of. Like, these massive internet social medias weren't even thought of in 2004. I mean, like, the way Halo took over by using the news is so impressive versus, like, I mean, you can watch a Fortnite clip yeah. at the drop of a hat now. It's It's nothing. Twitch is so mainstream. Twitter is so mainstream. The connectivity is just so different when comparing the two of them. Like, yes, Fortnite is a game-changing video game. I mean, it literally has changed pop culture. But I think that our technology was ready for it versus what it had it when Halo was here. When you were talking about the news, I'm willing to bet that there has been more news program and articles over Fortnite than there has been over the whole entire Halo series. Agreed. Dude, Ninja played with Drake and had 500,000 people watching him. They put a Travis Scott concert into the game, boys. In the game. That's awesome. What? But like, like, At the same time, Big Cat literally played NCAA 14 on Twitch and got millions of viewers. Big Cat was already established. He was, but so he, was Drake. Before he done that. N- Ninja Ninja was not. Okay, but Drake was. If you add all the streams together, he might have hit a million. Yeah. But I was watching I was watching his most popular stream when he was doing NCAA 14. It only had like 175,000. Oh, yeah. But my point is, Big Cat sucked at the game. Well, he got better at the end, but he was not a popular gamer. Yeah, Ninja was nobody, but he was with Drake. And anything Drake does is going to draw attention. Like, yeah, because of the Drake. game. Because of the game. Okay, but the game was instantly 14. The thing is, Ninja didn't ask Drake to play with him. Yeah. Drake asked Ninja to play. Yeah, that's different. I thought you were like, uh, of course, anything Drake does is going to bring a crowd. Like if if Ninja's like Drake, play with me. Then anything if Drake the, the Drake the wipes Drake his ass, stream, he's gonna be popular. The Drake stream, I actually I watched. I did too. Uh, it was uh, I'm 
was am I right when I said that it was spur of the moment, Dalton? It was uh, a plan. I think so. I I think he DM'd him. I think he DM'd him and asked him to play that night. But Ninja never announced that he was yeah. playing with Drake until Drake got on the game. And when he did, Drake sent out a notification. And so did Ninja. Then everybody was they, watching it. He was a made man after that. Everybody was watching that. I mean, that it broke records. I, I was just, I was just more adding to Fudge saying that's the most influential game. Boys, they had a concert inside of a game. Multiple. They had a marshmallow. Yeah, multiple. Travis Scott. Um, and I don't like that game. I, I really, really do not like that game. But I liked it for a little bit. Agreed. For about the first year. That's the only game I can think of in my whole life where a five-year-old kid and a 75-year-old man would both be playing Fortnite. Yeah. And another thing they did was um, they added free to the games now are free to play. You're you're most yes. popular. you know free to play games when we were kids were hot garbage. I mean, you didn't play them because they weren't worth yeah. anything. They were they were demos. Yeah. You guys remember when you had the uh, Game Informers and they had the demos in them? Those were sick. Yes. Yeah. I still get Game Informer. Cool. I do too because of GameStop. Yeah, they just sent it to me. All right, so. Um, Let's talk about a very underrated part of the gaming experience and friendship. Name or talk about the weird friendships you connect with people online and how you can literally become friends with people across the world. Yeah, like I, so I, I didn't play I, online. So I, I have one. Any, really. I've got one. So I've got a couple. I bet, I bet we all. I bet we all. I've have got a good story. one. So I, we'll go, go around. Yeah. We'll go around the table. The round table. So I'll start. So I, pl- I played RuneScape pretty much since I was in fifth grade. So how old were we in fifth grade? Ten. Ten. So, she's 15 years. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Um, so 15 years I've been playing RuneScape. That's a hard pill to swallow. Um, so I, there's this guy named Kevin, and there's actually a few guys that I, I played with a lot. Um, you know, a few guys from Alabama, a few guys from England. Uh, the game is based in England, so it's not odd that I was playing with the guys from England. Um, and then a, another guy from Washington, which is Kevin. Um, so the guys from Alabama and stuff, you know, they introduced me to Kevin. And then me and Kevin pretty much become friends and we play together over a period of eight years. And then <clears throat> we uh, like we're playing together every day. You know, we're, we're friends. We're texting. It's just like a normal uh, like bro ship romance. It's not, I don't know what you call it. But, uh, you know, we were just friends. And then he moved from Washington to New Jersey. And then after a few years, it was time to move back. So on his way back, he stopped in. Uh, he crashed at our place. And that's awesome. It wasn't it was the first time we ever met in eight years. And it was like extremely cool. It was like it wasn't weird at all. It'd be like Fudge or Ben or Dalton coming over to my house and be like, Heath, what's up? Let's have a beer. And then, and then you're on your way, you know, we had dinner together. It was a really good time. And I think it was just those, all that time together. It was like, we had been together that whole time, just not like, you know, physically. So to say friendships or whatever can't be uh, developed through video games would be outrageous and it would be extremely wrong. So that, that's my story about uh, video games and friendships. Fudge. What about you, Fudge? I have a I have uh, some people I play Destiny Two with right now that I don't even know their real names, but I talk to them every day on Facebook Messenger. And there's uh, some people in our clan and stuff. There's there's a seventy year old man in our clan. <laughs> no joke. No joke. His name is Pap on the game, which is funny because he's actually <laughs> a Papaw. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the first, I would I would think so at 70. Yeah, the first time I was playing with him, his name was Pap. And and I asked him, I said, Is your name Pap because you're a Papa? It's like you you sound like an old man. <laughs> he said <laughs> he said, Yeah, I'm I'm like 70. He he's uh, I think he said he was a Vietnam vet. All kinds of, <laughs> wow. And uh there's another uh 
is this was a couple of years ago. I made friends with a guy in Australia, and it just so happened that I was playing games with him because I was working uh, the second shift. So I would be up all night long. It would be five o'clock in the morning, and I would he would just be getting online, and I would uh, talk to him for hours and. He's on the complete opposite side of the world. Speaking on friendships, I, um, I mean, you guys know this. I played MW2 for way too long. Um, I played with a little community that all played the game pretty competitively. We played against each other. We get, we got to know each each other. We kind of grew up together. Um, I have met two people that I have met through MW2. One, he lives in Indiana. And um, me and my buddy, Justin, we met him. We made plans to go to a Wiz Khalifa concert in Indianapolis. And he got he got the same tickets with one of his friends. We went and watched the Wiz Khalifa concert together. And it was a really good time. That was one that I've met. When was that? Um, I know you weren't in Indianapolis maybe, and didn't hop Maybe boy. three years ago, maybe. And then the other one, he lives in California. Apparently, he said his dad had some type of like part-time job with an airline, so he got to be able to fly for free, from my understanding. So, he lived in California, and he flew out to Lexington Airport, and we just, I met him up there, picked him up, we like hung out for a day, and then he got on a flight and went back home for free. And yeah, those are two really good friends that I've met. And those, and those aren't even the best, like... I, I have countless people. I have countless people that I follow on social media, probably 30, 40 people that I've met online on social media that I still talk to pretty regularly. I mean, I always think about uh, who we call the homie Chris, who is one of Dalton's friends from Call of Duty that I am friends with on social media now because we, I would talk to him when Dalton was playing. I met that guy when I was, let's see here. I met him in 2010. When I was 13, I'm now almost 25, so I've known him almost half my life. That's absurd. Yeah, I mean, I, I still, like, follow him and talk to him on social media just because I met him through Dalton. This is, uh, this is very, a very morbid question, but have you all ever uh, had a friend on the game? That died? That died, yeah. I have not. I know there were some guys in RuneScape that were in a clan that, uh, one of them overdosed and died, but other, I, I didn't know the guy. But other than that, no, not really. I had I had that happen one time, and that that was a very uh, that's a very sad like situation where he's still on my friends list, and you know sometimes I'll go through my friends list and I'll see a guy that passed away. That's uh, and it's and it just says offline. Well, it's crazy. I've always wondered like if something like that did happen, like how would you even know? Sometimes, really, if you have no, yeah, you yeah. just. Yeah, unless someone reaches out, I which think, they probably won't. I think the only reason that I knew it happened was because we had uh, he had friends that were uh, that knew him in real life, and I was friends with them as well. That's how I knew. That'd be horrible. Yeah, it's that's a that's a weird that's that's a weird situation. And you wouldn't think, you know, I, some guy I met online, but yeah, that's a. That's a friend, you know. It's like it's almost like yeah, losing somebody mean, in real life. It's like a real friend. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I think that those people count as friends a hundred percent. I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, they're online, they're not really your friends. I mean, they're a part of your life. So all right. Last question uh that I got for us here is what is your favorite game and why? So I'll go ahead and start. Like I said, I'm a 50-50 split between RPGs and uh, first-person shooters, but there's hands down no doubt that RuneScape is my favorite game of all time. I've got more time spent on it than any other game, and it's just a very enjoyable game. That's a, It's a long, slow game, and there's actually no end to the game. But I enjoy the game, and I love it, and there's nothing, there's nothing that will ever probably hit me like RuneScape has. So RuneScape for me. All right, Dalton, you're de- you're next. This should come as no surprise to you guys. Um, I have to go with 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 took about, I don't know, six years off my life. What made it your favorite? What was the first game I played online? And uh, I just fell in love with it because it was, I guess, because it was the first thing that I played and it's what I grew up on. All right, Fudge, what about you? Um, I'm not going to say your answer because I was really leaning towards the one that you're about to name. Me? No, go ahead, because I don't think you're going to say the same one I am. Okay. Well, mine's a very close race between um, Skyrim and and the first Destiny. Why why for each one of those? Um, Skyrim was the only game I played for two years when I was in high school. I didn't uh, I didn't do the Call of Duties then. I only played Skyrim for two years. I had, I think I had like two hundred and seventy days played on it. That's kind of where that's about where I'm at with RuneScape. So I totally relate to that, bro. So mm-hmm. that's the time I have the most time in that game. But Destiny is the only game I've ever played that affected my outside life. I quit a job over the first Destiny. So I what was I it? What was the job? RV Bell. Oh, <laughs> that's our second RV Bell employee we've had in two days. So, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, any of Schneider family members, please sponsor our podcast. Yeah. We would love a sponsorship from uh, Grandstand Chili. Yes. Um, I was Sky. It, mine's really hard. Skyrim is like the, really the first video game I remember, like really loving, like taking over my life nonstop. Other than like. Mario and stuff like that. I love Skyrim. I think now that I have played more, Skyrim lacks some of the storytelling elements that I really like in a game. Now nah, that sounds really nerdy, but like Skyrim is kind of a grinded out game. Um, you do the same thing over and over and over again. And not that I don't like that. I do because I love the lore. I love everything about the Elder Scrolls. Like, I mean, I, I read the books. I read the Reddit pages. I do all that with Elder Scrolls. But honestly, mine's probably got to be and the, the Witcher's in there too, but no, it's it's Red Dead Redemption too. I I loved RDR too. I don't know if it's the nostalgia I feel while playing it. I don't know if it was the time of life I was playing it at. Um, but Red Dead Redemption two is from start to finish a great story, entertaining the entire time. Has action, has puzzles. Um, it, it's a great game. All right, so that's that's today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and follow us on our social media page. You can like us at Facebook. You can send us an email on our Gmail account. Uh, We really appreciate you listening. Go ahead and hit that like, subscribe button. It'll help us out. And please make sure you leave us a five-star review telling us your favorite video game and why. So we'll hear from you next week. Thanks for sitting in between. Hey, guys, that's all we got today. We really hope you enjoyed listening as we talked about one of our favorite topics. As always, shoot us an email at talesfrombetween at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you, and if you got any topics you want us to cover, make sure you uh, reach out to us. Also, you can reach us on Facebook uh, at Betweeners Podcast. Come back next week as we continue diving in between everything between Y and Z. And as always, that's today's show. Bye!